0: Welcome to Water Spout, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Water Spout offers a behind-the-scenes look at how we conduct our work, the research, the projects, our partnerships, and most important, how we serve the community by balancing the needs of water for the environment, businesses, and the people in the Sunshine State.
1: Welcome to this episode of Water Spout. I'm your host, Tiffany Cowie, and today we're going to learn about how water conservation is at the core of the St. Johns River Water Management District's mission of protecting and ensuring the sustainability of Florida's water supply. I'm joined by Deirdre Irwin, who spends the majority of her workdays educating homeowners, landscapers, utilities, and local governments about how to reduce water use. Deirdre, thanks so much for taking time to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So share with us a little bit about your job in general. What do you do at the district?
2: Thanks. I am the water conservation coordinator, and here at the district, water conservation touches just about everything that we do. So in my role, I provide guidance and assistance to multiple work groups at the district, working with our water supply planners, identifying ways in which We can look at a whole region and how we can best implement water conservation across a whole region so that we can maybe delay the alternative water supplies that are needed. Then I also love working with communications because I get to help craft the message. It's so important that we message water conservation effectively so we encourage behaviour change. Then um, I also help with the landscape irrigation industry because um, the reason we focus on that segment of our, um, our area that we work in is because outdoor water use is the number one area where we can maximize conservation. So working with landscape designers, installers, irrigation professionals to figure out ways to that a landscape can use less water and making it seamless for the homeowners when they move into those homes. So it's a very broad, diverse type job, which makes it every day is different. It makes it very interesting.
1: Well, I'm glad that you're here and that you love what you do. I think that makes a big difference since you are responsible for outreach to so many different industries. What is, you've talked about specific messaging that has to be worked out so that it targets the right uh, industry, homeowners, or businesses. What have you found in your time in this role that makes a message effective for people being able to
2: change behavior? Well, you have to look at the audience you're targeting and make sure it's something that's within their control to change. So talking to a homeowner about utility water use isn't going to be effective. Speaking to a homeowner about their irrigation system and perhaps empathizing that sometimes it's complicated to change their controller and reset it and um, pay attention that they don't have leaks. So speaking directly to them. And I find using my experience as a homeowner with an irrigation system and explaining, yeah, it, it is complicated, but it's worth investing your time to make the system more efficient. So really focusing on that audience, if I'm dealing with the irrigation industry, I need to understand what their world is like, and um, the complexity of the timeline of installing a landscape and an irrigation system. Um, best ways to retrofit, staying up with the technology, and understanding all of that. So it it does vary significantly. And then, of course, working with local governments is one of my favorite things to do. We provide a service where we help them craft um, codes and ordinances that will maximize landscape efficiency. And um, ensuring that they have language that makes sense and is easy to implement and easy for them to enforce. So um, I really enjoy working with that audience in particular.
1: Since taking on the role of water conservation coordinator, have you seen growth in that area in terms of relationships and local governments maybe partnering and really sharing out the
2: message? Um, Absolutely, it's all about partnerships and relationships. And by all of us working to message the same information we are being more effective. So the one thing the district does, we have developed um, graphics that we share out to local governments to help them message water conservation, either through social media, bill stuffers, um, on their websites. So that way, when somebody is trying to learn a little more with their utility, their water management district, they're seeing the same information. So um, that has been one way that we have, I think, been very successful. Then also reaching out to new and different groups and, um, for instance, the business owners and facilities managers in commercial buildings. That's not a group we've worked with a lot, but recently we are talking to them about how they operate these large facilities as efficiently as possible. So again, targeting those people whose, whose job it is to manage the water use at their facility. So the, the partnering is really essential for everything that we do. I can see that. And it seems to all come back to
1: building relationships, which you've had time to do. And so it's effective, it seems. Do most of the entities that you shared want to be part of moving water conservation forward?
2: Um, sometimes they don't really understand the value. So whenever I present to a new audience, I tell the story and I explain what water supply planning is and that the state really has a fabulous, robust, planned strategy to ensure we have enough water for all of the people moving to Florida. So telling that story that this prolific source of water that we've had all these years from the aquifer is now becoming constrained and they can help us and especially that irrigation industry I tell them there are superheroes. Everything they do can help us prolong that supply of water and maybe reduce the need to go to those more expensive sources. So educating them, I think, is a huge part, especially with a new audience. And so they understand their place in this whole world of water supply planning. Do we know <coughs> what part of the water supply is used outdoors? Um, We're seeing a change in that. Historically, it would have been water from the aquifer, um, but now we're seeing reclaimed water being used for irrigation, and we're encouraging new subdivisions to consider using um, stormwater. So surface water. So we're trying to get away from using potable or drinking water on our grass, which makes sense.
1: It makes sense. Irrigation is responsible for nearly half of the water used for,
2: at least for homeowners, right? Correct. That's what we're seeing in the data um, from our utilities that we are using about 50%, sometimes even more. Homeowners frequently have no idea they're using that much. So first of all, making them aware targeting those high water users, and finding ways that make sense for them to reduce that outdoor use.
1: All right, thank you. We'll be right back after this quick message.
0: The St. John's River Water Management District is committed to preserving and protecting Florida's water resources for generations to come. From improving water use efficiency and reclaiming water for reuse, to managing water resources in times of wet and dry periods, The St. John's River Water Management District is taking action on conserving Florida's precious waters. To learn more, visit sjrwmd.com.
1: Welcome back to Water Spout. I'm your host, Tiffany Cowie, and today I'm joined by Deirdre Irwin, the District's Water Conservation Coordinator. Deirdre has developed a number of programs at the District to help educate the public on water conservation. Deirdre, thanks again for being here. Happy to be here. So tell me about the programs that you have developed to target some of these audiences that you've shared.
2: Sure. Probably the one I want to speak about first is what I would think of as our biggest program. That's the Florida Water Star program. And that was developed by the district in 2005. We launched And it really is working with builders to build homes that are more water efficient so on the day the new homeowner moves in, they don't even know they are living in this specially designed home that uses less water. So they save money on their utility bill. They save up to 40,000 gallons annually. And a lot of it is just through careful design of the irrigation system and indoor water use also. So that program is now statewide. We have certified third-party certification of over um, 8,000 homes. And the language in the Water Star program has transitioned into becoming local building code or um, landscape irrigation codes. So we've had a lot of unintended benefits come out of that one program. Um, Another program that we work in terms of crafting our message to the public is the Water Less program. We're just going into our fourth year, so we're excited about this simple message of just water less. Don't set it and forget it. Watch the weather, wait to water. All of these slogans we've developed to help homeowners um, understand that they are part of the solution and they can reduce their water use. Um, something else we've worked on is through all of my relationships, seeing people who stand out in this area of water conservation, we developed a series called Waterless Heroes. So these are folks who've gone above and beyond. Sometimes it's part of their job, sometimes they're homeowners, but they've really contributed greatly to this world of water conservation. I, I love all of the
1: programs. I think that especially recognizing people who are going above and beyond, that's got to be a great way to get people energized about participating. So I'd like to kind of break those apart, Water Star and the Water Less campaign. So Water Star, I know you have really spearheaded for years and made sure that it was updated. Mm-hmm. How do people get information about that, specifically if they're trying to move in that direction? Absolutely.
2: And um, we have a website, just floridawaterstar.com. It could not be easier to find, and all of the information is on that page. It describes what a home needs to do or what it has that makes it Water Star. We work on educating realtors, so a builder who's participating, we can train his realtors to help sell these homes and show people that they're different or special. Um, and then, also, we worked hard to make the website very user-friendly for the general public. It's not super technical for just for builders or irrigation. For the, so the general public can really embrace the program when they're looking to buy a new home.
1: Great. I can see someone listening in their car as they're driving and thinking, gosh, I think that I really want to be part of this program. Mm-hmm.
2: How would I get to be part of that program? Well, we have lists of builders who participate. We have direct links on the homepage of our website. I get lots of random calls, both from people looking to buy a home or for builders saying he heard about Waterstar. We also have listed all of our homes on a national green building database. So it's um, a mapping database where you can look up a city, or you can look up a type of certification program and Florida Waterstar is right there and you can see where all the homes are already built to the program. So if someone thought they had a, a home that they have
1: built to that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: could they contact you and you would have to come out and certify it? Is it
2: a, a process, an in-person um, process? It would be unusual to just come out and they happen to comply. It usually takes pre-planning. So working with either the home builder or the home buyer, usually before any work has begun, making sure they understand what's needed and understand where to how to design the irrigation system. We also train the landscape designers and irrigation designers. So we have a whole separate part of Waterstar, which is an accreditation program for these landscape professionals. And that has been another unanticipated bonus in the program. We've trained over 1,000 landscape irrigation professionals on why we need to do this, how you design a landscape and irrigation system. They take a training class, they pass the test, and they become an accredited professional. And that part of WaterStar has been hugely successful. That
1: sounds amazing. What would you say in your time working with water conservation, if you had to list three takeaways for homeowners who are listening, what would your key
2: takeaways be? Um, I would say getting control of your controller, um, perhaps once our rainy season comes, usually late May, early June, consider turning off your irrigation system and only turning it on when needed. If you are looking to change out some of your indoor fixtures or appliances, always look for the sense label or the Energy Star label. Both of those labeled products save a lot of water.
1: Fantastic. I think those are easy to implement, but would make a big difference. Especially, you've shared that irrigation outside is the number one water use in the district. And so the best way to handle that would be to control your water use outside, right? Correct. So your takeaway from this is that most of it is through irrigation. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to get control of our irrigation systems. Exactly. I love that you thought of reaching out to homeowners and the irrigation industry to get them on board and also builders because it seems my takeaway from what you've shared is that if we start early Mm -hmm. it's much cheaper to make sure that we can get on board than if we had bought a house and then tried to retrofit it.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely but you can still change your behavior so there's a well-designed and installed system and then there's operation of that system so even if you didn't buy a water Star home, how you choose to operate the system can make all the difference. So again, not overwatering. Because a lot of people water at nighttime, they don't see the system running, and they have no comprehension that that the irrigation system can use so much water. One person at the University of Florida calculated one run of the average system is like taking a 13-hour shower. So, Think about that every time your system runs, a 13-hour shower. That is impactful. You have been so informative
1: today, and I hope that our listeners got a lot out of that. I know that I did. Thank you so much, Deirdre, for being with
2: us. Thank you for including me today.
1: Thanks for taking the time to listen to our conversation today about conserving water in our district. We hope you'll tune in for our next episode of Water Spout. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you have firsthand access to future content. Until next time, use your water wisely.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Water Spout. To hear more episodes, find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the district on social media or visit sjrwmd.com for more information on today's topic.